Yo. What up, what up? What up, what up, man? Welcome to episode uh, 44. 44, Reggie Jackson. Okay, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I was, taking I was it back. not going there. You taking it real back. <laughs> Mr. October. Mr. October. Mr. October, episode 44, man, of uh, your new favorite podcast, The Carbon Footprint. Uh, I'm Juan. You and should. I'm Sean. And every week we get together, have a couple of drinks. Talk about things that are going on in the world. Try to focus on things that are making an impact on the world, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. And uh, a couple of drinks is a good explanation of what we got going on today. Juan, what, what have you hit me with? Oh, man. Uh, well, all right. So let's start with the first thing we had was this. Uh, and we didn't bring the bottles out, but it's a, it's a Glen Levet, uh, but aged in a rum barrel. It was pretty good. Uh, just got that off Laviar. It's a little shot in the dark experimental. So that's not bad. Then I made a strawberry mule. That was uh, really good. That's not bad. It was the first time making that, yeah. Um, which you guys, if you follow us on IG, you'll see the picture of the mule. I'll put it up on there. And then we got a little gin and tonic going with the St. Germain. We couldn't decide. We're doing a little bit of all, so we... This might get sloppy towards the end. <laughs> that's, that's what we're oh. getting at. <laughs> so, so. I'm going to sip the gin and tonic real slow. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. I still got three, so... All right, man, yo. Common footprint of the week from me goes out to... The humans in humans. the world. Okay, okay. Um, you know, we there's, there's so much bad news out there. And, you know, we try to bring you guys um, at least a, a little bit of good news every week. And so my carbon footprint this week goes out to the humans of the world and how we've reacted to, um, to COVID. And so there's been several, like, positive things that have come out of COVID. And so I'm just going to kind of go through a few of those. Um, first of all, numbers are dropping. Um, that could be from many things, right? It could be from vaccines. It could be from social distancing. It could be from wearing masks. And it could be, if you don't believe in any of it, it could be from nothing, right? It could just be, you know, a little bit of herd immunity going on. Whatever the case is, numbers are dropping, so it's positive. We're getting lucky. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, second thing is, man, people are actually signing up in like record numbers to be, or to go to medical school. Really? Yeah. So, so um, typically... There's like a one to two percent increase every year. Okay. There's been eighteen percent increase in signups for medical school. So people actually give a shit. You know what I mean? Well, it's either they give a shit or they're going, "Hey, this medical thing is a lucrative, you know, opportunity." Yeah, you think because we're maybe like the people who were already locked indoors anyway, who are like, no, you know, like the thought of medical school. It's like I feel like I could do it. I could like intellectually. I don't know that I want to commit the time. So that I wonder if now people go, I ain't doing nothing else. Oh, maybe. I, and, and this generation is living with their mamas till they're like 40 anyway. <laughs> so maybe they're like, oh, I'm not leaving the house anytime soon. Yeah. And what's another 12 years? What's another 12 years? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're probably right. Is Maybe this brought like a new fascination to the whole medical field. I, and and I will I will say that the younger generation I, I have seen even from my kids and even from and even from sort of like the 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 20 to 30 year olds like they seem to give a shit more about like the the environment and 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 people and you know like they have um i think we brought up this in this podcast before where there's companies that will they'll sell you i don't know like shoes and if you buy a pair of their shoes they'll give away a pair of shoes to the homeless oh tom's yeah you know i mean and and so stuff stuff like i got a pair of tom's they comfy man see and so and, and i know that the the younger generation gets behind stuff like that yeah, man. Um, uh, they do almost too much. I feel like uh, it's easy to get around that stuff when there isn't a whole lot else to care about. Like you're not worried about getting drafted to go to war. 
That's a like good thing. The generations before this is us. This a good thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, you don't you don't have to worry about where you get food from. You don't have to like. It's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be alive. It's almost too good of a time to be alive because we're not genetically designed to be this comfortable. And I feel like with that, while you get like the kids that care, because what else is there to do? And, you know, I think people are socially conscious. There's more information and all that stuff, man. They, they take it too far. <laughs> like it makes I think this what it's done is it's made this generation soft, like really soft. Yeah. I mean, and, and there is an argument to be said about that. However, if you know, if if COVID or just the times have led more folks to go into a field that could potentially help the human oh, race. For sure. Yeah. That, you know, and listen, I don't want to sound like the old guy who's like, oh, these guys aren't, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you guys, I walk, are into, yeah, I walk back and forth uphill both ways in the snow. You know, like I, I think it's a good thing. I think, but just like anything else, it, there, too much of a good thing is also bad. Right. Like, um, and, and so I think what's, what's happening is because we're not designed to be this comfortable, and we're designed to kind of be in conflict, right? Like you figure since the beginning of time, we've either been looking for a place to live. We've either been looking for a place to get food. We've either been looking for shelter to keep our family, like, you know, away from elements or moving away from bad weather. Like there's always something that's like life or death. That's always kind of uh, followed humans, right? You're, you're fighting other tribes for land. But isn't that what this is now, right? Now we're fighting sort of the unseen virus. And so now it's like a, almost like a call to arms, and the call to arms is to understand maybe the human body more and be able to treat it better. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't see it that way. I see it more as like a, the like not that specifically, right? I, I think in general, I'm looking at this generation going, you guys, of course, you care about us, all this other stuff. You don't have other shit to worry about, right? Like if you think about like your say your father, right? He was probably fighting a war in Nam. You know, the the generation your age was fighting a war in Iraq, was, you know, or, or Afghanistan or, um, you know, coming off the Cold War. Um, you know, like we had real conflict and real tension and real things to worry about. Like you didn't have the Internet. You're still you're still there's still like um, things that consume your time on a day to day basis. Now we have nothing but time to sit around and think because the answer to everything is at our fingertips. The and, and that's good. But I think with that comes this like. You know, while these kids going to medical school, medical school is a good thing. I think then you get like the flip side of that, which is like the the cancel culture stuff, or like the the you know, like we overcorrect with everything. It's like now, oh, you know what? Now that we have time to address things, let's go way to the other side right. with it. Is where I think and I get, get rid of everything that was bad. Oh man! Um, but they actually compared it to um, after nine eleven, mm. where a bunch of folks signed up for the military because they kind of felt the patriotism. the patriotism. And that's what they're saying. Like they're sort of comparing it to that, where it's like people are sort of feeling this, this need to, to, to help and, 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 you know, going to medical school. So that's one of them. Um, yeah, we weren't fighting each other then, right? We all had like Americans, whether you were white, black, Hispanic, we had a common enemy then, which was, you know, outside of here. And that was like one of the few times that we all were like, yeah, nah, fuck that. We're all hanging, but right. let's, let's be mad at these guys. Right. Like, yeah. Next thing was drug companies. They're actually using like a not a not for profit uh, model for their for the vaccines. So like uh, I, I want to say I forget the. Uh, so they're trying to cover costs, basically. Yeah, just know. cover costs. Yep. Damn, they must be not trying to make a profit. You figured this has got to be taking until, a lot of time and resources until it's over. I think that's what the sort of the thing is where it's like, hey, we're gonna do this um, for now until the pandemic is over, and then if there's obviously if there's annual if you have them an annual right an annual shot, then that that those costs will increase. But but for now during the pandemic, um, going with a 
not you know how much profit. more money you have to be making that you're willing to forego because there's hundreds of millions of doses and you're taking you you, you figure you're taking almost not all because you're still making everything else but a lot of time a lot of resources and you're willing to do this at cost we pay too much for medicine bro well we knew that already <laughs> we, we pay too much for so speaking of paying for the medicines um india and new zealand are actually buying vaccines for their neighboring countries that can't afford it wow so, so what, that was so really what awesome. are the what are those in new zealand it's like uh they was Papua a New list. Guinea or I something not, like that. I did not write it down, but there was. I mean, in, in India, there was actually quite a few. Nepal. There was quite a few countries around India that that they were um, buying the vaccines Pakistan, for. Stuff like that. Wow, that's. I mean, yeah, no, it was cool. Listen, man, I guess if it, if anything, right, it's bringing peace. Hopefully, at least, even if it's for a limited time, right? We're all we all have a common enemy, right? It's like a. That's why I wonder sometimes if like knowing there's aliens out there is a good thing. And I know we always get to this shit, but <laughs> you almost need us to be like united in some way like if we see something else as a threat to us where like this is a threat right. to so, us so, as a species to band us together right so that's kind of cool because you figure some of these uh, you know india it, it might even be countries that they probably didn't really care for before and they're like yeah that's possible that's awesome man but you figure it, if any any neighboring countries right they probably do trade and so it's, it yeah. probably benefits them to make sure that their neighboring countries are doing well keep them happy yeah up. yeah it's true man and um last but not least i gotta give it up to this group in D.C. that basically has said once they start handing out the vaccines to the general public, they're doing this thing called joints for jabs <laughs> where they're going to give out uh, they're going to give no, out I marijuana. For if you get jabbed with if a needle? You, if you get jabbed with the vaccines. It's fantastic. Where are we going? <laughs> I want to support this movement. That is funny. The, the group's name is uh, D.C. Marijuana Justice. That is... Stupid and so they funny. they are handing that out, and what what I thought it was funny was their little their little like um, emblem I suppose, like a marijuana cigarette like a joint, okay, right, and then what looks like a hypodermic needle, <laughs> it's like a crack needle. <laughs> oh, that's man. a slogan, bro. That's or that's that's a logo, man. Put that on a shoe. Joints for jabs. Joints for jabs. I like it. That that even sounds right. <laughs> Jokes for jabs. So good. <laughs> All right, man. Who you got? Listen, man, I'm on my petty game this week. I got me, Eminem, man, is is my uh, carpet footprint of the week, dude. <laughs> this man, you, did you hear? So look, the little TikTok Gen Z guys are trying to cancel Eminem. I, I, I saw a headline on it. I did not read it. Uh, so they're trying to cancel Eminem, which, like, listen, bro, the government tried to cancel Eminem. That shit did not work out well for the government. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> bro, bro this dude really doubled down and then drops a song called tone deaf <laughs> <laughs> of course he did bro <laughs> so, so what were they trying to cancel him for okay so this is where it gets good so they the, the guy is listening to the song he has with rihanna of all things okay who who's some dude is listening some to dude it? on tiktok okay and then he's and then on then it's kind of like you know they they kind of pause on the lyric and they go are we okay with this kind of thing like and you know oh, going another, off another, going like, another cancel culture yes shit. dude okay. of course this is what i'm saying these fucking kids have too much time on their hands bro you know what we should do we should close down supermarkets for like six months and let people let's let, let's give people some real shit to worry about and we can figure you know what like make a move out of their parents house and then it's that way they have shit to do there you go <laughs> but, but anyway so the lyric is you know you remember the song he does um uh i think it's love the way you lie where he says uh 
And if she ever tries to leave again, I'm going to tie her to this bed and set this house on fire. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the line you guys are worried about? That's M being nice. That, that's the most romantic shit I've ever heard Eminem say. I'm like, this, I'm like, you're talking about the guy whose introduction to us was, hi, kids, do you like violence? <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck are y'all trying to cancel him for a love jam he did with Rihanna? <laughs> So what do they do? They went on TikTok. Oh, and they're, they're going just... on TikTok and they, you know, it's like the whole trending is like cancel Eminem and all these kids are like canceling Eminem. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, first of all, Eminem was controversial when he came out, obviously, back then, right? Like there was a there was its own cancel culture kind of movement towards Eminem, whether it was like the government and censorship yeah. and all this stuff, right? Like who it the time was different. But what I like about this is M is gonna be M, dude. He doesn't give a fuck. And then he just drops in with like obviously his stuff hasn't aged well. Like if you listen to Eminem stuff now, you're like, ooh, but you're like, ooh, because we live in this like right weird place in society right now where everything is like wrong. Like we all have to hold hands and like talk nice to each other or you know. Uh but I'm like of all the Eminem songs, I'm like, wait till these guys find Kim. Or like, <laughs> or like, what's the other one when he where it's like the kid that's writing to him and he commits suicide? Stan, Stan, or or, or or what's the one where he kills Dr. Dre? Y'all know he ties Dr. Dre up right in the song, and it's <laughs> and Dr. Dre's in the song, and then Dr. Dre's in the song, <laughs> or like the one when he robs the bank and the girl complies and he still shoots her. <laughs> like I'm like, but I love it because instead of like falling to this, he just drops a song, just mocking it, and then just it's caused a song tone deaf. It's so, so it's, oh, it's so called good. tone deaf. It's called tone deaf. I gotta write that down now <laughs> it's, because it's so good, man. I gotta listen to that shit later. <laughs> so, listen, lyrically, you know, Eminem's always been like, you know, I don't know anybody that matches Eminem lyrically, but it's just so. I'm like, really, guys, Eminem? Now you're trying to cancel him? Like we we've been there, we've done that. The gay community tried to cancel him. That shit didn't work. He did a song with Elton John, and they were like, all right, man. You all right. <laughs> Remember the government went after him and he'd make fun of Dick Cheney and like, it just, I'm yeah, like, it just like I said, it never worked out. It never worked out. It's, it's not like, listen, the government can't cancel you. You're uncancelable. I think Eminem is grandfather then. Like, how old is Eminem now? He's mid forties. He's like 46, oh, okay. 47. He's gotta be. Cause he got in late. I think he got in. He was like mid twenties already. I say late, but like mid twenties, usually these kids now pop at like 15, but he got in, he was already 25, 27 ish. But yeah, man, I just saw this week. I'm like, these guys, man. And I just love he kind of just doubles down. It's like, eh, fuck it. And for him, I think it's only going to make him bigger. Because first of all, the people who like him are like him knowing that he's an asshole. Like, that's what makes him him. Like, that's what makes him funny. That's what makes him, you know, like, fuck, he was making. Remember the video he had with Michael Jackson and the little kids, bro? <laughs> I'm thinking no. of every Eminem thing right now that's cancelable, quote unquote. I don't remember that. <laughs> bro, he did a song when it's like clowning Michael Jackson when he's like, Nyam, 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 nyam. Remember oh, that? yes, 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 like, yes. Look, And he's got Michael Jackson and a bunch of little kids in a bedroom and shit, bro. Well, you got to figure, man, depending on how old you are, right? You haven't heard a lot of his shit. No, that's what I'm saying. Wait till these kids find the rest yeah. of the songs. Wait till someone drops an album. Wait till like, they go down the rabbit album. hole. Yeah, like just go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Start with Kim, guys. <laughs> Dude, staying on that cancel shit, did you see uh, Burger King? So Burger King UK. Mm. So they came out. And God bless them, man. Good intent. So they dropped a couple tweets this week. The first of it, the first of which said, women belong in the kitchen. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> I thought it was great. The, yeah, but did you see that? Like, they got a lot of backlash from that. Yes, so, but I thought, yeah, you, go ahead. Keep yeah, those of yeah. you who have not, have not seen it, um, it was followed by uh, 
two other tweets, but essentially what, what it was about was Burger King is trying to um, inspire women that work for Burger King to, be, to go into culinary arts, to become chefs. Mm-hmm. And so they're actually doing um, a scholarship program that, that they're giving money to their, um, to their female employees that want to get into to culinary, culinary arts. arts. So it's an awesome thing. It's a good cause. And it's a great talking cause. about it because they used the line that said women belong in the kitchen. And that's all. That was the tweet. And then they follow it up. They follow it with a couple. Tweet. Right. But the initial tweet is like, huh? Right. And it was this week was like something with women. Right. It was like, a, I don't know, National Women's Day Women's or Day. something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So and I think they, they dropped sort of like in to, to coincide with that day. With the yeah. And but but the first tweet is like women belong in the kitchen. I was like <laughs> It was so good. I did see that shit and I was like they got a backlash on social media. Oh but yeah. As they, of course. As they would, right? Of course. And I wonder if they knew that. And they're like, Okay, I'm gonna spring awareness or get people a following because people are gonna go, Do you see what Burger King did? And then suddenly you're following, right? Like we wouldn't have been talking right. about Burger King UK. And then now the other tweet comes out and now you've got, you know, millions of more followers probably. And now you followed up with, hey, women, you know. And I saw that they dropped the statistics, which I didn't realize that, about the percentage of men chefs versus women chefs. And I don't know if this was specific to yeah, Burger King like, or just in it's general. Like 20%. It's massive. Yeah, the, the, that, the disparity huge. is huge. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a thought, okay, good for them. And then setting up the scholarship campaign. And then they did what they had to do to draw attention to it, man. I thought it was brilliant. But again, because we live in this, like. You know what's funny, weird. man? In a traditional household, right, the woman does probably the majority of the cooking. So then why are the majority of chefs men? The restaurant industry is not PC and very like you've got to you got to have thick skin, I think, to work like restaurants and work kitchens and work. And so I think what that does is that detracts women from wanting to be in those environments where it's mostly men. Right. Like you have a bunch of guys working like you ever seen the movie Waiting. Now that I think about it, there's like one girl. They were all servers, right? And that, or maybe it was like two, three of Which them. Which one was that? Who's waiting in, was the that? one with like Dane Cook and these guys, and they're like licking food, and Ryan Reynolds is oh, in it. Oh no! And they're like that. spitting on shit, and it's showing them working in the kitchen. You haven't seen Waiting? Mm-hmm. You, you put it on your list, man. It's funny as hell. I'm writing shit. Down. Waiting, write it down, bro. Waiting. I'm writing shit down. It's so good, but it's basically it follows like a crew of restaurant workers at a night at a restaurant. Um, it's really good. It's hysterical. It's a classic, but. Um, yeah, and I'm thinking about that. I'm going, yeah, it's just a bunch of guys doing crazy shit in the kitchen. That's like, so I wonder if that, you know, like anybody we know in the restaurant industry, I've, I've never heard good thoughts about like, like the, you know, the, either the girls work, the hostess stands or server. And even those girls are like, no, it's kind of shitty. Like I get treated like crap. Like, you know, guys are like, guys are just assholes. And so in general, and I think the idea of like, oh, I gotta be stuck in a kitchen with, you know, like 12 guys and the only girl, I think it's just not an attractive and you go. I already do this shit at home. Why do I want to go do this? You know, maybe I wonder, some of I wonder if that's that some of it, right? Where you go like, nah, like I've, I watched my mom cook, you know, every day of her life and I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I'm doing ever, something else. Have you ever heard the, um, Andrew Schultz has a bit about women in the kitchen? No. And the, the premise, I don't want to butcher it, but the premise behind the bit is that the countries that oppress women have the best food. <laughs> It's so fucking good, dude, because it brings up a solid point. He goes, the more a country goes, stay in the kitchen, the better the food comes out of the kitchen. <laughs> it's, it's so good. If you guys get a chance, just whatever country that was. Yeah. But just look up Andrew Schultz and uh, women uh, equality. Uh, it's such a yeah. And he brings up like all the countries with shitty food. And it's, he's right. Like when he does a comparison, he goes like he's like all these, you know, they have great. The women are equal. They have this. They have that. The food is horrendous. And he just goes. Down the line. It's so good, man. That's interesting. I would have never thought about that. I would, you know, obviously till till they put that in. But I did see that tweet, and I was like, oh, that's kind of brilliant. I think now you almost have to stir up some controversy and then just get it. 
like I, I find it hard to believe that a, a group of executives didn't sit around and they went, somebody from marketing went, hey, here's the idea and here's what we think. And you you know, you've worked in a corporate environment. Yep. You know how many people had to sign off on that? Right. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, it went, it went through enough hands. I thought it was good. Look, I liked it. Um, yeah, I'm, I thought it was, I, personally, it was funny. When, when I first saw it, I laughed, but yeah. I was just like, well, that's, that's really inappropriate for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, man. Maybe they're the real feminists. We're going to treat y'all the same way we treat other dudes, like shit. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I teed up a tweet. I never sent it out, but I teed up a tweet for Women's Day because I think it also coincided with like Super Mario Day. Oh, And, I, yeah. and my tweet was, was going to be something like... Um, like, hey, you know, make sure you guys take time out today to, to thank the people that raised you and were there for you when you were kids and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yo, happy happy uh, Super Mario Day. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't send that out? I, sh- I should have, right? What's wrong man? with you? I know, man. I teed it up. I think I drafted it and everything, and I never I never sent that out. You heard it here first, folks. You had a freaking cancel culture thing. Ah, uh, bro, you I'm telling you, man. Started everybody, to tell me, but. Everybody's trying to get rid of all the good shit, bro. Pepe Le Pew, man. They fucking with Pepe, bro. To the point where they took him out of the new Space Jam. Bro, hold on. Are you talking about the, 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 skunk, the skunk, bro? Dude, right? The, the one with the with the French accent? The little French accent, bro. The little lover boy. They they doing away with Pepe, bro. They want to cancel him? They want to cancel him. Guess why? <laughs> let me think. Let me think about it. Why do you think Pepe getting canceled, bro? Pepe's a womanizer. <laughs> 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 bro Pepe a feminist bro, <laughs> bro That's, come, on, come and think of it what else did he do in a cartoon besides trying to get that did he try to get the cat it's a cat right he didn't even stick to his own kind he didn't even stick bro he was interspecies so say he's a feminist bro and he's going across species bro he's uh, yo, Pepe ain't get enough credit for opening boundaries between animals. Did he animals. do anything else? Besides it's just because he's get... always kissing her, you know, like grabbing and just kissing her against her will and shit like that. I'm like, romance is dead, bro. This generation don't know shit. <laughs> Back hey. in my day, if you forcibly kissed a woman like that, they thought it was romantic. <laughs> could have been worse. He could have hit it with a club. <laughs> Grab drag Drung her. <laughs> like caveman, just... Drag her back inside, <laughs> bro. They took him out of the new Space Jam movie. They're like editing him out. Yeah, it's that bad. So he was, so he was in. He was in. They recorded scenes for him and everything. And now they're like, they're just gonna edit him out. They're this take this him the out. one with LeBron, right? Yeah, I'm like for real, bro. Oh wow. And then you seen they what they did with the Lola Bunny on the Space Jam shit? Too. No. All right. So you know they made the the Lola Bunny on the first Space Jam look like oh. Like she had, oh, like, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was hot. She was hot, right? Like, like the cartoon <laughs> bunny they yeah, made. Her hot, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now the cartoon bunny looks a little. She looks like what a basketball player at your local high school would look like, like that girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, and they feel like that's like a, a, I guess a better representation of it. Which I get what they're saying. Yeah. And plus, women's basketball is a lot bigger now. Than yes. back in you know ninety two, whenever the hell it that, was. Yeah, when was Space Jam come out? Mid nineties, bro. 95, 96, it was 95? maybe. Oh gosh, it was mid ninety, mid to mid to like I would say between ninety five and ninety seven. We act like we don't have the internet, you right? For real. I want to say between ninety five. I'm gonna go ninety five, but no later ninety seven, because this oh this is Jordan's retirement year. He filmed it, so it's oh, during his comeback. You're right, ninety six. Ninety six. Okay, so the original one ninety. Yeah, yeah. So they made her kind of you know. Little uh, 
What's the word I'm looking for here? A little tomboyish. Little, yeah, they made it a little tomboyish now. Look at which I, I guess like you said it, uh, girls basketball is a lot more popular now, and I guess they felt like it represented the girls who play basketball now better. Right. Wouldn't you be more of a feminist if you said that girls can be hot and play basketball? I think we had it right in '96. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it out there, bro. Once again, I, I bro. am disappointed, man. I wanted to see what they was gonna do with. Uh, oh, you know, it's funny. I look up Space Jam, Pepe, and the top stories that come up is is Pepe getting canceled. No, they're ruining Pepe, bro. Wow. And they're talking about like removing so he had a him, scene. Yeah, they say he had a scene that was removed from Space Jam. I wonder what this. I wonder if this scene was him trying to like kiss the rabbit. Yes, probably, right? But that's what he's but supposed what he to does. do. That's what he does, bro. Like he's a he's a romantic, bro. Like uh, you gonna give her to Elmer Fudd because he was trying to kill? Like where? I guess my beef with this whole shit is like, where are we gonna draw the line? Right. Like at some point, you can't even make a movie anymore that has any conflict because someone innately in conflict, there's someone on the on the like losing side of that or the the oppressed side of right. that who will be offended. So. Yeah, you can offend everyone th- for the end of like through the end of time. There's you can never fucking create anything again. Like we're just gonna make movies of people hugging for the fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> be like an hour and a half yeah. with somebody embracing. <laughs> the new porn, it's gonna be people like cons- like agreeing consensually. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna be like, did you say it was okay? Yes, I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you look into the camera and say that? <laughs> <It's> gonna- <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking wild. Like, I I just, man, again, I get what they're trying to do, and I think some of this was necessary, but like everything else, we go so far the other way, Yeah, and we take away, what happens is I think we take away our ability to think for ourselves and decipher the right from wrong with intent. Like, to me, intent matters, right? Like, the idea of Pepe Le Pew, like, fucking around, the intent there isn't. Like, hey, let's make them rapey. The intent is like, oh, it's funny. It's cute. Like, and someone, yeah, and someone who's not dumb can decipher the fact that like, hey, yeah, you're not going to run around and do that, obviously, in real life. Like, it's cute because it's a fucking skunk. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would I would have rather have seen him stay in there. And maybe when he does that, like the chick like punches him out. Yes. You know right. what I mean? Just Something like that. Him. Or, right, bro, right. you know what? Clown on it and then him go to do it and be like, is it okay? You know what I mean? Like, right, with it. Yeah. right, like, right. Like, at least make fun of yourself. But the fact, I think what happens is by these people removing it, now you're just giving in. And so the trolls and the little Gen Z kids who have nothing else to do are now online going, all right, cool, what's next? Let's scroll. What else can we find to like fucking cancel? Like at some point, I'm telling you, I don't know anything in the past that survives. Nothing, bro. Like think of every song, right? Bro, every Biggie song, he's womanizing the shit out of yeah. that All that 90s rap. All bro. the 90s rap. Bro, we had a song called Put It In Your Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and girls were singing that shit out loud like hey <laughs> you remember to the window yep. oh yeah like, bro skeet 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 and i'm like we're th- uh, wait till they get to those yeah i guess they're working their way through Dude. shit man well somebody in florida got their ass beat this week for playing a song in real real loud over and over and, but that shit happens in florida all the time Mm-mm. it was in it was by their roommate <laughs> What song so, was it? it I, was it the song I, or was I it the annoyance you, that caused I thought it? you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> you got the song? You got the song? I got the song queued up. Oh, let's see. You ready? Go. <laughs> so she freaked out? 
But she freaked the fuck out. So it was a. Uh, let me turn this off. So wait, was right. it the song? It was I guess the annoyance of it. I, I guess. So it was like these two cousins, and and they're not even like they're not young, bro. This is like a a fifty three year old and a sixty four year old. Fifty three. <laughs> so the fifty three year old attacked the sixty four year olds, and they didn't say why she was playing a song, but the complaint was, yo, she, she kept playing the song loud over and over and over, and so the fifty three year old attacked her. Pushed her into a tiki bar <laughs> and then hit her with a speaker. <laughs> she got arrested. What's that song called? Uh, Le Freak Out? Le Freak. <laughs> Yo, that one's for you, Pepe. <laughs> so, oh my God. Bro, bro, I was like thinking, because you know, there's always like that, there's always that 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 music or that or that song or that movie that's really freaking annoying to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what that is for you? A song or a movie that's really annoying. I'll tell you what mine is. Go ahead, yeah. Anything by Flo Rida. <laughs> for real? <laughs> oh, I like Flo. Bro. No, no, listen. I like Flo. I like Flo Rida. I like, I, I think that his stuff is, it, it's catchy. Okay. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really a fan. I never bought any of his music, but his stuff is, is catchy. He's done, he's done collaborations with like Sia He's done collaborations with uh, Kesha, it's with all bangers, really. Yeah, it's all yeah, bangers. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and it is. But try playing one of his songs like back to back to back. You know, there's certain songs where you could be like, "You ain't go to the clubs from like, <laughs> from like, oh, let me see, from 2007 to about 2012, it was all Flow Rider and and T Pain. It's all you yeah. had in the club, man. So I was like, I was like, that shit, because that that shit to me like. Listen and and no disrespect to Flo Rida. That dude is is successful and he's and he's done well with 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 don't what he's, what he's now, put out. I'm walking back now. No, I'm not <laughs> walking back. I'm just saying, like I re- like I respect the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, that that like that kind of <laughs> that shit is like rent a rap to me. Yeah, yeah, bro. Oh. That's that shit is like that's like it's it's cool. It's it's a it's a club. It's catchy. You know what though? At least it's catchy. Not it like catchy. like the mumble shit now. I mean, there's granted there's a couple of things now that are good, but there's a lot of shit now that I'm like I don't get it. Like it's not even club worthy. So like normally I can get songs where I'm like all right, at least that's a banger at a club. Like even you remember the 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 scoopity poop poop from Kanye West the poop song? No, bro. And I'm like that shit is dumb. But then you play that shit at the club and you like poop. <laughs> Boopity scoop boop. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of shit that you wouldn't play in the car, but that bumps in the it club. It bumps in the club. Yo, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Bro, actually, every Flow Rider song. You're not in the car. <laughs> See? But that shit come on at the club. Guess what you're doing, bro? I agree. And again, like, it's one of those things. Like I said, this right, is good. Round, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that song too, man. I was like, that's the one. Dude, that's the one. Don't play that shit more than one time. <laughs> right, round, right, round. I'm throwing shit at you. <laughs> I don't, again, you know what's funny, man? Like you play it once and you like, yo, like it's it's again, it's catchy. Oh it is, it's, but run that shit more than one time. Oh, man, he got some bangers, man. You like, catching man. a shoe or something? <laughs> Taking off the chancleta. I thought, you know what it does it for me, bro? It's not even a song; it's a station. Uh, there's a the little like, um, I think it's Christian station. It's like Z eighty eight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything on that, bro, irks me to my core. Why? The lyrics to it, like the. You, I mean, the, why do you even put it on? I don't. I live with people who may or may not. And I swear, at this point, it's done to purposely annoy me. <laughs> I've never had a reason other than I, I want to say one time that I sort of saw like a billboard with it. Yeah, 
and then I tuned to it just to see like what what's on to see if they had sort of like like you know if it if it was sort of like really Christian music or if it was if it was sort of like hip hop no, and it's like church on Sunday, bro. Is it really? Yeah, all yeah. the time. Yes, that's all they play, all oh. the time. The only time I tune in uh, is during Christmas because it's all Christmas bangers. So they don't month. they don't play like Lecrae. They I think they they do like the um what's his name bro what's the, what's the R and B do Frank uh, 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 uh fuck. Kirk Franklin Kirk Franklin yeah and then they do like stuff like that but then everybody else I never heard of um there's something about the tone of that music that like in like my soul dude I feel like punching somebody out that's like, the, it doesn't calm me at all that's a, that's a Satan in your soul <laughs> yeah bro and it's supposed to be mellowy right like it's mellowy there's something about it dude that literally you. Yeah, like you said, you know how there's just things that irk you that you just want to like hit somebody like that. That makes me want to get violent. <laughs> <laughs> you need to examine your I, soul. I know, man. Listen, there's something wrong with me. I know it. I'm just there's this. It's like, and I can't even pinpoint to a song specifically, but it's all of them are. And I guess you can make this argument for all genres of um, music, but they're all the same. They have like the same cadence. They're all depressing. Like, there's nothing inspiring. Like, uh, they're supposed to be uplifting, Sounds right? like reggaeton. Oh, nah, man. <laughs> reggaeton be, I be getting hype, bro. No, no, no. Not not, not that it's depressing, but it's like... If it's you the same beat. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's the same beat over and over. It's the point of it being reggaeton. It's the same beat over and over and over. And then now they turned it into, like, trap. So have you heard, like, Spanish trap? Dude, I haven't. I'm, I'm not with it anymore. Oh, you're not the man. Bad Bunny, I'm bro? Not, the... I mean, I like Bad Bunny. But I only hear like the really like popular shit. I used to hate really hard on Bad Bunny, like hate really? hard on him, and then ah, I love him, man. I, yeah, I used to hate hard because to me it always sounded like he was learning how to speak Spanish, even though he can't speak English. His songs all sound like he say, was learning he how can't to speak. English. He can't speak English. Oh, okay, but his songs to me, the way he, he raps, always sounded like he was learning how to speak Spanish. You seen the the commercial with Snoop? Yeah, he's like, it's called Playa, it's, it's Playa, baby, <laughs> and then and then he's laughing at shit he's not supposed to be laughing at. Like Snoop asking him songs, and he like, <laughs> and you're like, bro, that's not the cue. <laughs> you're not supposed to laugh there, bro. And, and he's like, but I love that dude now. And I, I mean, and I, obviously being a Puerto Rican, I love what he's done for Puerto Rico. And he's put Puerto Rico on the, on the map right now, musically again. And and he's doing shit with everybody, man. And now he's on WWE. So like, I can't, again, I can't hate the he's hustle. He's on WWE, bro? Yeah, bro. He's on WWE now, man. Doing what? And he was one of the first people I saw doing virtual concerts, bro. I mean, he's not. He's, he's wrestling, not, bro. No. Yeah, dude. He was at WrestleMania. And they're like throwing him around and shit? Yeah, dude. They're slinging him. Yeah. He, he's doing moves on people and shit. Bro, it's, it's legit. Like, he's doing real shit. So, man, shout out to that guy. And again, now the music, I fuck with it all. I be in there. I be playing a whole album. Just, I be getting low by myself in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lonely job to work. You watch any? Listen, Jimmy, did you see the royal shit? What royal shit? The, the, the interview with um, Ofa? The Ofa. With Ofa? Harpo. With Harpo. <laughs> Harpo. This is the Ofa interview with, uh, was it, is it Megan? Is that her it's name? Megan Marco and uh, Harry. Is, Harry? is it Harry? Harry? Yeah, I think it's The Harry. Brits. Is it Harry? The Brits, man. The royal, the, the former members the, of the yeah. royal family. So they're done, right? Like they came over here. Yeah, they They kind of restarted their life, right? Yeah, they kind of yeah. like left that shit. Yeah, man. Like. I only saw, I saw a couple things on it. I saw like, um, she said something about that the family was concerned about the the color of the skin's baby oh, the color of the baby's skin don't like, that sound like every family you know that's like <laughs> listen i'm gonna tell you right now i've heard shit in my family from from older folks who were like yep 
ain't the baby gonna be a little too light or too dark or too whatever like listen every 70 plus year old in every family right now got racial tendencies bro yep like i mean and 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 one way or the other right like you got them you got them both you got got them going both ways yep and and not that it makes it right but i'm like yeah so y'all got problems like every other fucking family got problems the only difference is is yours is high profile because of who they are you know what's funny man i wonder i wonder what did she think when she was going over there like how did she think it was going to be did she think it was going to be like like this like this kind of like fairy tale so because you know women like women get married. oh yeah you married a right now like forget the prince shit like I think, and, and women, correct me if I'm wrong, like women, you guys are taught that, that there's like this fairy tale, right? Like there's this guy who's going to like take care of you and give you security and, and happily ever after, right? You read fucking Daniel Steele books or, you know, whatever the case is. He <laughs> really busted out. The yeah, dude. So with this, you go, yo, this is a real fucking fairy tale. Yeah. Right? Right. I guess if you're hurt, there, you're like, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go be a princess. Yeah, like for real. Like for real. Like literally a yeah. princess. So I, you wonder, like she, like I just wonder what what did she, she think going into it, and then what does she find out? I would think she seems to me. It seems to me that she would be smart enough to understand that. Yeah, you're doing this, but it also comes. It's it's a heavy bag, right? Like, um, nothing about that the way that family lives its life sounds appealing, right? Like so. Obviously, people just look at the money and the influence and all that stuff that they have. But I mean, didn't Princess Diana get chased to her death? Yeah, and killed. So and so I guess and that's kind of I'm glad you said that because that's kind of where I'm going. I'm like, okay, so first of all, people are like, oh, they're so brave. No, they're not. They did what any of us would do. Dude, if your family's pissing you off, you distance yourself, right? You go fucking move to another state. In this case, they move to another country. The difference, again, being that it's a royal family and it's like. People, no one had done that before, I guess, in that, in, in, at least no one that close to royal ties, right? But I'm going, okay, any of us would have done that. He's like 17th in line to become king, so it's not like he's giving up much. He can make more money outside of the royal family than he does being in the royal family, right? Like, granted, yeah, right. he's got to work for it now, but... Right. I mean, if you call doing podcast work or like this shit's fun to me, right? Like if you call, you know, doing like I'm sure the the reason I did that interview, I'm sure that didn't come cheap, right? Like so, uh, you know, I I see people online like oh so brave. I'm like what was brave about what they did? I'm like you got you got you got to move. You moved away from your family who was pissing you off. Like we all have that and we've all done that or would do that. And you made more money. Like you did the interview probably for more money. You're gonna go. I think they get three million dollars a year as royals. Uh, if you're that far down the line, okay. like to support you annually. And then there's other shit, right? You get budgets for wardrobes and blah, 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 blah. They probably made that just doing that sit down interview. So like, to me, you didn't give up much. I wouldn't think it's given up. I think it's like, depending on what you say, right? What you say can have repercussions. <laughs> and so, you know, let's just say like him and Megan don't work out. Right, like depending on what you say, like, are you welcome back in the family after after you know saying certain oh, things not. or, he, or he not? Severed those unless they come around. See, I didn't see the interview, bro. So did you see like? So what? I saw snippets, but enough to get like. So he made it clear that like they haven't reached out to him or tried. So and that, and really, I think what it boils down to is he's upset and she's upset. It's not even obviously there's the, the race component of it, but also the fact that there's tabloids and all that stuff. And I guess he felt like, hey you guys aren't helping us. Like, we're going to you. We're telling you this is a problem. Like, we can't deal with this with this tablet. This, and, and you would think as the royal family, you can nip some of that shit in the butt, right? Or you have people who can, right? And I guess what they're saying is, hey, we went to them for help. And 
they didn't want to help us. And and to me, like I'm looking at this kid, like going back to what you said before, is you're talking to a kid whose mom got killed essentially by paparazzi. Yeah. And then now he's coming to you and saying, hey, the paparazzi is bothering my wife and me. And, you know, all these stories are being published and they're following us. and We can't do this and that. Like, we need your help. Like, whether it was more security, whether it's like talking to someone at the, you know, whatever the stations or whatever it may be. I think he's like, yo, they didn't help us. They basically told them, yo, we all went through that. Suck it up. Which, again, all of us can see people in our family saying that's us. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make it right. But I go, it doesn't make your situation unique. The uniqueness of it is the fact that you're in the public eye and it's in the public eye and probably one of the most like uh, i guess uh looked at positions in the world right because for whatever reason we're still obsessed with the royal family even yeah, in for, america for whatever reason for whatever reason i don't get it even in america we're still obsessed with that right but so she was saying also that she was um like suicidal at yeah. one point yeah, yeah she was saying and that was because of what i guess because of the fact that uh, uh the way she was being made fun of the fact that you know you can't do anything like i get it like you can't go out you can't uh you know they're printing all this crazy shit about you in the tabloids and then that's all you get asked about like I think for most people, they think, like you said, it's coveted. That shit sounds like hell, to be honest, right? Like, I think so. I get it. So I I get where they're coming from. I just don't think it took bravery to leave that, I guess, is where I'm at. I'm like, no, man, you got mad at your family. They have an easier life now. Yes, absolutely. You went to, okay, so they went to California. And probably the other part that helps them is that it was during COVID. So uh, even though I'm sure paparazzi were swarming their house. They're on lockdown. Yeah, they're on lockdown. So now it dies down. Now you've had a year in California. Guess what? Next week they'll be eating lunch in Santa Monica. Nobody will give a fuck. They'll be like, oh, there goes these guys. Snap, snap, photo, and then move on. Like, it'll be just like it was, you know, it just like it is for like Leonardo DiCaprio or fucking, you know, anybody else who's famous in, in California. Whatever. And honestly, they could probably go to New York and they'd be better off because people in New York really don't give a shit about. I was going to say, man, I wonder why they would pick California rather than like. And, and I don't know, like Wyoming, you know, like why, why wouldn't you just go somewhere and buy like a shit little land? You don't go from go. London to Wyoming. bro. <laughs> you just you just don't do that, man. Maybe they like the countryside. New York. <laughs> Did you see Wyoming pulled off their. Um, the, the the no mask. The mask. There's fucking nobody in Wyoming, bro. There's like 16 people. They all have to be like, <laughs> it's like Kanye West, right? It's fucking some farmer. Was he? He was on the ballot, right? In, in Wyoming, because he it? lives there. He has a residency there, right? Like, oh, he does. He they had to have the, the. That's like the new like cool place to go on vacation. It's Wyoming? like Wyoming, bro. Yeah, you rent like this ranch with a shit ton of land to get right, away. Right, right. That's what that's what the thing is, right? Oh. So him and 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 they own a ranch there, and him and Kim and the kids would like disappear, I guess, there for months at a time, and that's where he would record his albums and shit. Um, so like, yeah, man, I don't. I, could you live like that? We could put the podcast studio in Wyoming. In Wyoming, <laughs> we'll have nothing to talk about. We'd be like, yo, man, I saw a buffalo today. <laughs> it wasn't even on the phone. I saw it outside. <laughs> It's probably beautiful, man. Like the, you know, the. I, I would, I would, na- you know, I, I, obviously, I mean, I could do like a weekend or a week in Wyoming. It sounds pretty lit. It's living in Wyoming permanently doesn't sound fun at all. Like, I need shit to do, bro. I need food. I need, like. Just go chop trees. Nah, I'm not trying to do that. Bro, nothing about me says that I'm handy or good with that. I would, yo, y'all was joking earlier about closing supermarkets. I would die within a week if I had to go forage for my own food. Like, everybody be dead. <laughs> My whole family be gone. They'd be like, I'm hungry. I'd be like, bitch, me too. <laughs> Find the nearest airport. Yeah, my kids, I'm starving. I'd be like, yeah, that makes all of us. <laughs> Yo, to this week, man, my 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 kid, he had an assignment. So he's he's punished, right? Because he's like behind on assignments and he was failing a class. 
So he's punished with he, he's doing this assignment. So what does punishment mean? Like no electronics. Okay, so you take the house, okay. right? So like we're already quarantined. It's not like we, it's not like I can so, tell him you can't go nowhere. That's the worst. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? The I can one only thing take you can do. Yep, the one thing, and and of course they love they love their freaking video games. So no but. TV, no video games. You know what, dude? The the whole t they don't watch TV. So not even like Netflix or nothing. They don't watch like nope. They watch TikTok and YouTube. So, like they watch oh, what they want to. So watch. you took the TikTok away, everything. So this kid could read books. And maybe catch up on the news. We let him. No, we let him have his phone, so he sort of he still has that. Okay. But but he's been really into like the the online gaming. Okay. So, so, so that's like Fortnite. His world, like, that's like his world, right? So you take take that shit away, he's miserable. Like he's like, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. Um. Anyway, but he had what he had his assignment, man, and the assignment was like like an opinionated paper of when should people be considered adults. And there was like some, he had like four pieces of thing to read and there were like arguments uh, like two and four or, or um, not two and four. What the fuck were I looking for? It's like, like four and against. Oh, 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 got it, got it, got it. Right. So yeah. I read it and I found it really interesting, bro. The arguments for and against it? Yeah. So it was like and so more, more the like against. So we have, so like our kids are, or kids in general, at 18, you consider an adult. Yeah, that's what legally we've deemed legally to in be in, in the U.S. Yeah, right. And but they made some good points that they were like, I've always heard, especially from being in the military, it's like, hey, like what the fuck? Like, I, if if I'm 18, I can be drafted and I can go die for my country, but I can't go buy a beer. You know, and I, I've, yeah. I've always I've always heard that. I've heard people use that against me from other countries. Yeah, use that against. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, one of them that I didn't hear before was they was like, why is it that we at 16? And in most states, not not every state, I know every state is different, but in, in most states you can drive. So they'll give you a few thousand pound vehicle that could potentially be used as a weapon Yeah, and allow you to drive down the street, but you can't go see a rated R movie. That's a good, I never even thought about that, man. Right, that's me a, neither, That's bro. a great point. Like I can drive myself to the movie theater, but I can't pick which movie I want to see. Right. <laughs> like that is kind of fucked up. And it was going, and it kind of went into like the science behind it. And it was like, and it was talking about like the like brain development. And so it goes, your brain's not even fully developed until like your mid twenties. So if you wanted to make it a scientific sort of argument for it, you go, you're not really a, an, an adult until so your mid twenties. Um, in, in your like sixteen to eighteen, you're like way more emotional. And they and they talked about like driving a car when you are when you when you go fast, you're going. This is awesome. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a thrill factor to it. There's an adrenaline rush. Yeah. That... In most cases, you're, the, the adrenaline rush overtakes the thought that you might die or that you might hurt somebody or you might have an accident. Well, because you, you think you're invincible. That's the whole, like, you think you're invisible. It's like, no, no, my, the, my chemicals in my body are telling me that I'm invisible. Right. That, 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 and it's not, and then they said it's not so much the, in, the in, invincible. invincibility. It's, it's the fact that it, the thrill overtakes it. It's just like you're not even even thinking about that. Like it's not even a thing that could it's happen. It's not even a thing that could happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Damn, damn. I've never heard that argument before. The whole like you can watch because I've always found the whole the the the, the going to war versus yeah, drinking, that, like, yeah. that's like the one on one of it, yep. right? Like that's the argument everybody always makes, and I've heard people in other countries like make that where like I remember, and I think I've told this story on here before where I saw someone having like a glass of wine over dinner once at a restaurant, and I and I like the guy was with was who kid? lived there. It was a kid. It was a kid having a glass of wine with his family. Okay. Like, and everybody at the table had glasses of wine yeah. and they're like having a conversation casually and they're just drinking wine. And I was like, 
you know, kids can drink wine. And, and and he just chuckled at me and went, only you dumbasses give your, <laughs> like, would give that kid a handgun right now or a shotgun or a rifle or whatever, but they can't have a glass of wine over dinner with their family. Dude, I'm pretty sure, bro. I think I've said this before. I don't know if it's on here or if we talked about this off offline. I went hunting. You remember I went? I told you yeah, I, went, yeah. I went, went bow hunting. Oh yeah, we did. Talk. Right, I talked about that one of the first episode, one of the, like the, what, episode three, I think. Right. Anyway, bear with us, folks. Yeah. Go back there. So, I was twelve and I went hunting with a bow, but I remember being in like that class, and the class was about sort of like uh, hunting, like safety, and most of it was revolved around rifles. So, and I don't remember, but I, I don't, I don't remember anybody telling me, oh yeah, you can only hunt with a bow. I'm pretty sure that if I wanted to go rifle hunting. No, I you could have. Yeah, yeah. At 12. At 12. And I think the, but you can't get a handgun at that age. Probably not. Because right. that's it's the like, concealed like to carry, part. Right. right. It's the whole idea that it's harder. But still, to, man, I can get a hide. fucking, I can get a 30-hour six. You know, a shotgun. Well, it's like the idea that if I'm going to go commit a crime, oh, fuck, I can't put that in my jacket. going to have to leave. <laughs> going to have to stay home and not murder today. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, didn't them guys in Columbine come in with rifles? Came in with rifles and all kinds of shit. Yeah, they're not trying to. I mean, yeah, it wasn't handguns that they were rolling in there with, right? Yeah. It's whatever you give them fucking access to. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, yeah, that's an interesting argument, man, because, like, uh, you know, like insurance companies, right, don't deem you responsible. Hell, you couldn't check into a hotel, remember, until 25. Is that? Dude, I remember well, you could, I went but, to go. I went to go, like. Rent a, car. rent a car. That's, yes, what, it that's was. what it is. Just rent a and car. And I couldn't rent a car because I wasn't 25. Dude, I remember that shit's happened to me once, bro. And shit is so embarrassing. I We went to visit like my father-in-law. We were married. I was married. Same here. But I couldn't rent a car. We Same had to here. go get him to like sign yep. for us because I think what happened was we went to do it and they wanted to charge us way more. It was something crazy. Like a, They stand up told me no. Oh, see, they told us yes, but then it was like, oh, you have to pay this like deposit, and it was like a few thousand. Like it was, it was like a no. It was basically a no. Like it was something really stupid. Like, bro, you're giving me a Hyundai, like, you know, right. whatever it was. I'm like, I don't even think. Like, I think the tires are wood. Like, it was, <laughs> like, what are you charging me? Like, it was more than the car. The square tires. Yeah, bro. I was like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting, man. Because we, you know, and I think insurance companies probably have it right. Because if they they go, you figure these guys have actuaries and and statisticians and stuff that take the data based on age and science and make because again money's involved, right? They're gonna make the smartest decision, and you know, uh, uh, usually males under twenty five, we're stupid, right? We because we're not our brains aren't fully developed and we do a lot of dumb shit, so our insurance should be higher, and they know that. And they have the data to back that up. And so maybe it is 25. Like the, uh, yeah, that's, I don't Dude, know, man. The other point they made that I was just like, wow, man, that's, there's something to that was they talked about the generation now. So say like Gen Z, right? They're being raised by parents that are overprotective. And so they're not getting out and having to sort of in, in, interact like face to face with a lot of people. Um, and then, of course, with social media and online gaming and all of that, right, you can you can have a ton of, you know, quote unquote friends, but you don't have to really establish a relationship with those with those people to to actually call them friends. Yeah, that, dude, that it's like and then that I think mean, the point you made earlier, which was yeah, I think you made a joke about it, but it's true. It's like. And then the kids are staying at home much longer. Yeah, much longer. They don't have shit to do. And then, but I think, you know, and I'm guilty of this, right? Like I think about at my daughter's age now, much younger. Hell, I'll go younger. My son is seven. Me and my sister walk to school by ourselves already at that age. 
And it was a couple blocks, granted, but we walked to school and we would walk from school to an after school program away from school in Newark, New Jersey in the early 90s at the height of the crack uh, pandemic and all that stuff there. Like, and we saw all kinds of crazy shit and we would walk to school. We would walk back. I think about my daughter's age now. So now, so this is, I'm talking like six or seven, me and my sister doing this. I fast forward to my daughter, middle who's almost in middle school. At that age, I was taking a bus to school, not not a school bus, like a public bus bus. on my own to go to school and then walking home with all my friends at 12, 13, 11. I would never let my daughter do that now. And I asked myself why, and I can't give you an answer that makes sense. Yeah, no, I don't think, I know know at 12 was when my mother gave me the key to the house. And so after school, I would leave. Now, granted, I will say that my, my building that I lived in was right next to the school that I went to. So I did not. I literally so not had like a two hundred foot walk. Okay, right. But my mother didn't know what I did after school. I did for the most part. I, did, I, I went. I mean, I, I obviously, um, after like talking in front of the school with friends for a while, then I, I went right home. Um, but yeah, same thing. Like I wouldn't let my. I guess. I guess if it was that close, I would probably let my my kids. But probably only because I have twins that are twelve and they have each other. If, if they were yeah, by, themselves, by themselves, I think I would. Yeah, like I think my, my daughter with like her brother together, like we have a, an, an elementary school that's in our neighborhood. I'm like, OK, if I lived closer then I probably would let them. But I couldn't give you a, like a good excuse. Why not? Other than like I'm overprotective. Like I couldn't give you a, a rational reason for that. Dude, I'll do you one better when when. So I moved to Florida when I was 13, turning 14. But before we had decided to move, right, obviously we still lived in Jersey and my my mom, I'm almost positive, I was either 12 or 13, I'm pretty sure my mom came down here and left me and my sister home alone for a few days while they took a whole trip to Florida. <laughs> and I was like 12, 13 years old. But I think about that now, I, no, dude, they, if I go to the no store way. now, yeah. like I'm just getting to the point now where maybe I'll go to the store that's literally two minutes from my house and might leave my daughter home alone. Maybe. And even then, bro, I get to the store, which is literally like a, a minute and a half drive, and I'll probably FaceTime her. I'll yeah. call. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't, again, I couldn't give you a real reason why. And I it's and I hate myself for it because I'm the first one who like, I you know, you always get the older people who'll be like, back in our day, like people weren't yeah. getting kidnapped like this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, nah, yeah, they were. It just wasn't plastered all over the news like it is now. Like, it's just so visible now. Like, statistically speaking, if you look at crimes against, against children, um, or just crime in general. If you look at kidnappings, if you look at like child abductions, if you look at school shootings, all of that was worse, uh, you know, 50 years ago. All of it. Yeah. All of it. School but, shootings? Yes. <laughs> like massacres in school, all of it was worse. The difference is, is that now we know the second it happens because yeah. there's some kid who probably captures it who's like, I'm under a desk right now. Dylan's pissed. <laughs> it's like, you know, and they're just like, so. It's so funny because they'll always use that like, well, you know, we didn't have to worry about this. Like I always get like older people in my family, wife side, who just like, yeah, yeah, we didn't have to worry about all this stuff, you guys. Now, like this generation is so messed up. I'm like, mm, statistically, it doesn't back up your argument, but I could see why you would think that, right? Like the stats don't back that up, but I think visually, even I go, I'm making an argument against that, but I won't let my kids be by themselves or do some things or right. not give them the freedom because I do see that stuff and I'm worried about that. Which is insane. Because like, when was the last time you saw you like you you know the joke now is like the guy in a white van, right? Like when was the last time you heard of a story pe- of that actually van. happened? Yeah, the, the yeah the pedo van. Like when was the last time you actually heard of a story of that happening to a kid? Can't remember. Right, right. And that shit came from somewhere. 
you know, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a kid on a milk carton. You know, like that oh, shit came. Remember yeah. they used to be that thing? Remember that shit? Like, wow, man. When did they stop that? And why? <laughs> when we got phones, probably. And they're like, oh, fuck it. We're just going to text just you Amber alert. And we're just going to ignore them anyway. <laughs> Is that not the most inconvenient shit in the world, bro? What, the Amber Alerts? The Amber Alerts. I don't give a fuck about this kid. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> It's so, so true. It, they were it, saying it's so true. that that is possibly like a political move, and and I couldn't I couldn't figure out. They didn't really go into why that it could have been political. What's a political move like having um, eighteen as the legal um, age to be an adult? I think yeah, someone just decided like that's what it's gonna be, and we we're all like, yeah, I bet you this goes back Dude, to it's when like everything else that we fucking just school, accept. Bro. Yeah, it was like all right, what, what what grades are we running out of? We run out of twelfth grade. What age are kids usually by then? Eighteen. All right, fuck it. After that, they're gonna have to figure something out. Right. That, so that's the legal age now, because you figure politically, man, it's shocking to me that like an alcohol company hasn't been able to lobby for like an eighteen. Or like a 16. Like, I think in the UK, it's 16 if you have parental consent. Really? I'm pretty sure, man. So if you go to a restaurant with your parents. With your parents, you can have... I'm almost positive 16. It might be be no age. And is it any alcohol? So it's like beer, wine, whatever? Don't quote me on it. It's definitely at least beer and wine. Okay. Maybe there's a different rule for liquor. But I think their drinking age is 18. I can see that. Yeah. So like, I mean, and they're... They like to drink. But I would, too, if you had to deal with that weather, like, most of the time. There's nothing else to do. You're indoors, like, all the time, and it's fucking miserable. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, because I can never make a rational argument for, like, any, like, the drinking thing. Do you think, it's like your former military, do you think by design they want you to be, <sighs> this shit's going to sound fucked up, but less mature? Like, like because then you're full of the, like like, the recklessness and the bravado, and maybe that's what you need. I think that. There's definitely like a molding factor when you go into when you go into boot camp. So it I went can shape you. Still. I went in at, yeah. So I went in at 20. Um, there was I had I had a kid that was 17. So I had a kid as young as 17, and then I think the oldest guy in my platoon was 30, and I think he had to get like a waiver to come in. He was considered too old. Yeah, at the time. Is it like a I don't physical waiver? No, I think it, I think you're st- still like that, and I think after like mid 30s, they don't let you in anymore. And that's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, but, but yeah, like there is, because it does change you, bro. And, and you don't, sometimes you don't even notice it until you get, until you come out and you kind of get back into the, into the world and you see your family and you see your old friends. And I remember I used to, I looked at people differently yeah. when I came out and I, and while I was in, I didn't, I didn't see that. And then when I came out, when I, when I came out, out on like vacations and stuff like that, I would always see. I saw people differently. Dude, how long did it take for you to think that way? Was it right after boot camp? Yes. And how long was boot camp? Eight, no, 12 weeks. How crazy is it that in four months they were able to undo, or three months they were able to undo basically everything you had thought of up until that point? Yeah. Like completely change your view on the world and like you said, and the way you yeah. act and the way you, like granted, probably just as quick to undo Dude, that, they make, but it's they make killers, bro. They do. And I sometimes yeah. I'm wondering if by design they don't want you to be 25 26 they want you to be 18 because they can mold they want you, to mold you and they want you to have that bravado and they want you to have that recklessness because that's what you need on a battlefield because you don't see five-star generals at 25 right like you see five-star generals are 60 or their 50s right like so they know obviously there's a maturity factor that comes with running your like a dr or whatever the the running in the military but like how how old would you say like the even like platoon leaders were they I like was thirties. Yeah, I mean, I remember I was in the I was in the air wing, so we didn't we didn't really have platoon okay. leaders. But if you say like, 
so if if you could think about um, in, in the air when you sort of had different shops, right? So if you were like avionics or if you were ordnance or if you were um, uh, like aircraft maintenance, right? Like those guys, like those, all those different shops had sort of shop heads. And those guys were usually in their 30s or early 40s. Yeah, and they don't... D- depending, right? Because a lot of those... Think about it. If you, if you join at 18, by 38, you've done your 20 and you could retire. Right, but at thirty-eight, you're not getting made like general or captain, right? Of uh... remember, you got you got you got two different paths when you go in. You got enlisted path, and then you got and then you have the officer path. So so generals, captains, majors, right? That's that's all officer path, and then you have the other path, which is enlisted. So you know you wouldn't be like a sergeant major, right? Like at at thirty-eight, could you be? I guess I guess you could be. I don't know what the stats are on on, but those guys are usually in longer than twenty. Yeah, and I wonder if he, again, because we, we, we've established this on this before that the government has thought this through, right? Like they've put a lot of time and research and effort, and and so even they're telling you like, yeah, at eighteen we're gonna take the the testosterone, we're gonna take the the bullheaded, you know, the the just uh, like we we want to be able to mold you, like you're saying, we need to mold you quick because we need to turn you into a killer in three months. We need you to forget everything you've ever learned up until this point about how you behave daily and just have like a singular focus. And it's really hard to do that with eighteen year olds. Uh, so the fact that you're able to do that in like three or four months is nuts. And I wonder if that's that yeah, has to be by design. It's really good, bro. Yeah, it's clearly a, you a, said even at four months, like like the and to this day you're what how twenty years removed from the military now? Shit, yeah, over over yeah. twenty years, and you still carry yourself in certain elements where you can see the influence, like the military influence, yeah. like it's it's completely shaped who you are today, right? Like twenty years later, you're still like thinking of these things or like, yeah no there's, yeah. there's definitely uh facets of of that that training and and just being in there that are that will be with me forever and I, man so i think with with like like with your boys do you have like you remember growing up when it'd be like hey i can't wait till you're 18 so you can get the fuck out of the house you know like you heard that from, from i do that shit to them now so you do do it to them yeah is that your expectation of them for real or you're just fucking with them no they, i i think that those guys i i don't think like so, they're they're gonna be fourteen next month. My twins. Mm-hmm. I don't see that four years from now that they have like this, they, that they that they've matured so much that they can go out on their they own. Can, yeah, because I think about me at fourteen, man, and the maturity. And maybe again, maybe I just think I was mature, but I was definitely more mature. I feel like than the fourteen year olds now. Yeah. Um, but again, you were you had to have more responsibility, right? So like you were going home by yourself and you were staying alone. And so you know, you had to you had to grow up faster. Yeah, there's um there's um there's a book uh I, I've brought it up on here before. It's like um it, it, it actually it's fascinating. Um and it's like something The Coddling of the American Mind. It's all about this. It's about, uh, they use a great example. And I th- again, I probably used this example in here before. It, like when we were kids, if you were riding your bike around the neighborhood, maybe you'd go out with your friends. And like, I, I remember I would ride my bike around. Your bike got a flat. We didn't have cell phones, right? We didn't have, um, you know, a way to call parents. Maybe we're out in the middle of a field or whatever that we all decided to play baseball yeah. in or whatever. You walk it back. You walk it back or you figured out a way to fix it. Like you got resourceful, right? They're like a kid now, if he went out and his bike got a flat, they wouldn't even know where to start. And they would just sit there and it'd be like, well, fuck, I'm screwed. And they'd get their phone or, you know, and if you took the phone away, they'd be like, you probably report that kid missing in a few hours because he'd probably just sit there. Like, but, you know, and that's obviously not the whole thing, but the 
the book is fascinating. If you get a chance to read it, uh, The Coddling of the American Mind, but it's all about how we're turning this generation into a bunch of soft kids because of, and it's our fault, which is why I laugh at like the people who laugh at like the, and I do this shit all the time, but like how we laugh at the whole participation trophy. It's like, hey, assholes, you're the ones who gave the participation trophy. <laughs> like, how are you mad that we're expecting one now when you've conditioned us to want the participation trophy, right? <laughs> like, it's like so bizarre. But yeah, it goes into this whole thing about how we're basically raising soft kids. Like, it's our fault, which I mean, I agree with. And you know what? And, and I think there's truth to that. But I also think that they're gonna be fine. Like yeah, I don't think that I don't think there's gonna be, you know, they, it's a, they're they're growing up in a different world, and that world is gonna continue to evolve, and and perhaps it gets easier. Like perhaps they're looking at their kids in the future and going, man, you know, they're gonna have it. We on, we only had a hundred megabits down on the internet. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure. There's gonna be that, and so it's and and it's funny because like I could interact the, with my game, you know, right. like whatever. Isn't it our goal to always make things better? For sure. But then, but then we go. Well, now things are better, and then we're salty but, because it yeah, wasn't like that for us. Right. So like then we criticize for them. them. Well, it's a circle of life. That's what we're supposed to do. We'd be like, <laughs> you kids don't know shit. <laughs> Back in my day, I had to wait sixty-two seconds for a movie to download. Yeah. You know, no, no, it's like, right. And it's, I think you're right. They'll be okay because they're gonna grow up in a society with a hundred million of them. And everyone's going to be that way. And the world around them is going to be that way. So the the innovation is going to be by people who think like them and feel like them and, and, and right. act like them. And so and, and so the things that they that they consider to, to, to be horrible or things that suck, they're going to figure out ways to make that easier. Yep. Yeah. Do, you even think about, man, like you remember when online dating was a thing and we're like, oh, that's creepy. People do that shit. Like, that's weird. Who online dates? That date? shit is And like, it's the way, like I meet people all the time who's like, oh, like, oh how'd you meet your spouse? Oh, online. Yeah. And I'm like really yeah like it's crazy dude. but to them it's like yeah how'd you mean it's like we talked what do you mean how'd you know what i'm saying like it's like yeah like everything i think you know it's all gonna be weird to us because it wasn't like how we grew up i'm also in this weird like unique space because i was part of that last generation dude that didn't have the internet the way it was to, like i had it and i saw it kind of um uh, evolve, I guess, while I was still in my like formative years where I'm still kind of learning. Like, you know, I, I remember doing a research paper where I had to go to a library and I had to go through a card catalog and find a book and an encyclopedia and yada, yada. Right. And then I remember five years later doing a research paper and just being able to Google stuff and, or Yahoo stuff back then, or, you know, like I'm in that weird space in between where like I did get left alone and do all that stuff, but now I'm raising kids where I'm like, mm, like, I don't, you know, it's, it's really strange. Like, I feel like this might be the most unique, like our generation might be the most unique, uh, generation in time where we were around for so much and so little at the same time. Like, I, right. and I, and maybe that speaks to the, how far we've come in so little time. But yeah, I think about this all the time where I go, if I don't know, man, if we were if I was born five years later, I would have the same tendencies maybe that our kids have oh, or yeah. five years, 10 years earlier. And maybe I think a little bit differently. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man. No, it's, it's a true. weird space. And maybe that's like that for every generation. I just feel like ours is a little no, bit. And, and you are, well, because yours and you and I have talked about this even, you know, 10 years ago yeah. when we worked together. Right. Where it was like, I would say, oh, I, I don't know. And I would say something about man, like these kids blah, blah 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 and then you'll be like well yeah like they grew up everything has always been the now yeah. they've always been able to get an answer now they didn't grow up without the internet and as a matter of fact the first time you told me that was the first light that went on i was like 
wow, man, that's so true. I never really thought about it that way. Uh, yeah, because, again, you grew up at a time where, like, the pace, like, I have zero patience, right? So, like, I get the lack of patience that this generation has because I, like, in some ways, I'm like, damn it, you guys got so lucky because I'm the most impatient person in the world. Um, and so, like, just watching, I think, you know, like, I, I you know, I watch my brother, I watch my kids now, and I'm going, oh, they don't know what it's like to have to go to a library and, and pull out a card catalog and look for a specific author or book or topic. Or, or remember, even when they had computers and you're searching, like, keywords on the computer and it's like, book this, which is in row A, that, you know, and you yeah. go, like, I'm like, oh, no wonder they're like this. They don't know what it's like to not have this. So, it's like, we get mad at it. But it's like they don't know any better. So how can you get mad at someone who doesn't know any right. differently than yeah? It's, and like I said, they'll have their own set of struggles that they'll try to overcome, and then their kids will have it even easier. Yeah, man, they're just gonna keep fucking canceling stuff until we gotta stop them, bro. We gotta give them something to do. <laughs> Listen, parents, kick kick your fucking twenty year olds out of your house and uh, make them go do something so they stop trying to cancel stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> make them go care about man, something. Make them go care about something, bro. Like uh, geez, like man. paying rent or getting food on their own. Bro, before we shut this shit down, uh, I, I, we got to, you know, speaking of meeting people and marriages and stuff, I'm going to give a shout out to homeboy who, uh, you know, Mackenzie uh, uh, Bezos' ex-wife. Oh, so yes. Mackenzie, yes. I'm going to call her Mackenzie Bezos. I don't know what her last name is now. Uh, but you saw she's getting remarried. No. So one of the teachers at her kid's school. <laughs> Yo, shout out to this guy for taking one for the team bro it's always it's always the women who like get locked down with the rich dude i'm like i'm proud of this guy man we finally got one on the belt damn it we finally got one <laughs> okay what kind of school is this he's I, bro it's probably some private school but he's some like science teacher or some shit like yeah. and they're like oh he's gonna help her give away her fortune no fucking god <laughs> while he takes his cut yeah, he like we should really get clean water to zimbabwe <laughs> After you give me my Ferrari that you promised me for my my forty fifth birthday, <laughs> fucking jackpot, yeah, bro. You want to talk about? This? <laughs> oh, now my, I wonder. I'm proud of this guy. How bro. does Jeff Bezos? We finally got one. Does, does he go? Thank God. Yep, because the dude's ugly, and um, that's it. I, I think I think that's irrelevant. Yeah, it is. But and for, and if you're her, you're just at this point, you're trying to go with someone who isn't um. You've been with the with the with the with the powerful a, and no, he's not a looker, but he's rich, right? So it, yeah. listen, so money he, so is a great equalizer, bro. <laughs> Mo- listen, he's sexy as fuck. Yep, <laughs> bro. You can look at a dude and be like, he a three, and then they'd be like, he worth a billion dollars. You'd be like, oh, he kind of cute though. Kinda, like he, he like kinda, he kind of cute in an ugly way. In an ugly way, yeah. As a guy, bro, you either gotta be like super hot. You either got to be so ugly, they feel bad for you, and they be like, oh, let me give them a little something. Or <laughs> you got to be, you got to just be rich. So which one, which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the, oh. The so ugly that they feel bad for me? <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to be like the really uh, hot guy that they think is unattainable? No, I'm fucked, bro, because I'm somewhere in between, and that's no man's land. <laughs> <laughs> I like, but this dude, bro. I like this motherfucker, man. He he locked. And if you're her, you're like, I already had the aspirational dude, the motivated dude, the like. Nah, I'm gonna go settle for this guy now. Like, I, I, you know, if you're her, I can see it. And if you're him, I can definitely see it. Like, again, man, money for guys is a great equalizer. Like, that's our version of getting boobs, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like we can't go out and get plastic surgery. We try to get rich. <laughs> like, there's no. <laughs> 
bro, there was, I live in a neighborhood with nothing but like ancient people. And there's this old guy we see all the time. Nice dude, but looks real sloppy. And usually when he comes by, he's like super sweaty. He rides his bike, right? And he's one of these dudes, he's wear short shorts and he's got a tank top on. I mean, not, not most flattering looking guy, right? Really ugly dude. <laughs> but I, yeah, I remember one time I seen him in the front. I told my wife, I'm like, and she's just like, oh, he just looks, you know, like, it, it just looks sloppy, right? And he's sweating, he's working out, he's probably like 97. And uh, I go, yeah, man, would you blow him if he offered you a million dollars? And she goes, ew, hell no. I was like, you a goddamn liar. You know, I'd like, be like, you <laughs> you goddamn will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I was I will fucking leave you if I ever heard. <laughs> I was like, I'll suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like you're so disgusting right and then she's throwing out like people like old ladies like you know like a right. oprah or like betty white betty or white. whatever like and i'm like i will get in betty white shit <laughs> 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 yeah. it's like don't ever let me find out you turn some shit down like that <laughs> so i was like it don't even gotta be that much money man like, what about Whoopi Goldberg. Whoop, bro, how much money we talking, bro? I don't know. What was it? Is it a mill? A mill. You goddamn right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I dig out Whoopi. I'll be like, you want you want some of this mediocre dick? I got you. <laughs> 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 it's not what you used to, Whoopi, but uh, yeah. I do my best. I do. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna be like Scrooge McDuck swimming in fucking ones. <laughs> I was so bro, I was mad at that shit for real. Like she actually got the offer. I was like, no, you you out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I talked about that too, and I'll be like, you goddamn right, you will. <laughs> All right, bro. Yo, tell them where they can find us. I mean, uh, you guys can check us out, man, at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on YouTube. On Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. Uh, go ahead and hit, hit follow, subscribe to us through uh, Apple, um, if, if that's your thing, or Spotify, or Stitcher, or TuneIn, whatever you got. Yeah, we're on everything, man. And make sure you leave a review, man. Please, please, please leave a review. That that definitely helps. Uh, especially these algorithms are getting crazy right now. So uh, on social media, and us, make sure you guys follow and hit likes and comments and just tell us where we suck, tell us we're good, tell us whatever you, whatever you guys feel. All right, man. Once again, we appreciate you guys. Um, the 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 uh, not subscriptions, but the the listens, the downloads um, are going up way more than what we ever imagined it would. So so again, thank you, and um, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, next week, peace. peace.